You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You are now jacked into the virtual matrix. Please stand by. Who are you? For the latest in professional wrestling. I am the master of the middle finger. Video gaming. Cheap ass whoopers. Sorry, sons of bitches. And movie and entertainment. Beer drinker. Among beer drinkers. And here is your host. All I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. JJ Sexy. Guys, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am JJ Sexay, Mr. Money on the Mic, if you will. And wow, it's it's finished. The second elimination, ladies and gentlemen, on NXT for this season, season two. Am I surprised at who was eliminated? Absolutely not. Because you guys did exactly what I asked you to do. Go out there and, and vote that son of a bitch off. So, uh, wow, I, I don't know what to say. Thank you. I, I'm so honored here. I, I, oh, I'm in a mood tonight, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm out there. I'm kind of wacky. Uh, it's been an interesting day. But, uh, again, thank you for tuning in to Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. Let's get to work. Let's break this down. NXT, the episode tonight, obviously, we're, we're dealing with the second elimination, which is cool. A lot of things leading up to that. I have the first clip of the night, and it went a little something like this. Gentlemen, after tonight, only six rookies will remain. One step closer to your dream of becoming the WWE's next breakout star. Whomever is ranked last in the NXT poll will have their dreams dashed. But let's not forget... The NXT poll is a partnership between you, the WWE Universe, who have been voting all week on WWE.com, and the other half, the vote comes from the WWE pros. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We know it's a big night for you. Most of you are going to have an opportunity to prove yourself physically later tonight. But right now, all of you are going to have an opportunity to prove yourself verbally. Now, normally, when we ask you to speak, we give you a topic or a question to answer. But that's not the case tonight. Tonight, we're going to find out what's inside each and every one of you. You have a minute to talk about anything you want except why you should not be eliminated. Your job is to impress the WWE Universe, impress the WWE pros, impress everyone. Lucky Cannon. You will tell us your topic, and then you have one minute to impress the world. Go. My topic is friends. You see, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of friends. Only one that I can even think of right now. His name was Nobody. 
You see, when I did well in school and sports, nobody seemed to care. Just like this pro. When I was hurt and I was down, nobody really cared about me. But you see, now that I'm this close to being in the WWE, it seems like everybody cares. When I'm in this ring and I'm fired up and I'm going for that pin, everybody cheers. Is it just me or does it seem like nobody still cares? Is it just me or do you hear the booze in the background of all the people in the arena shitting all over Lucky Cannon with his nobody and everybody promo? <laughs> it only gets better from here. When I'm getting kicked or hurt, it seems like everybody, everybody's concerned. You see, I've lost a childhood friend. But I'll never forget that thanks to nobody, I've become a somebody. Thank you, Lucky Cannon. Please pass the microphone. Eli Cottonwood, please step forward. You got one minute. Go. My topic is eyes. There's something I can do that nobody else in this ring can do. There's something I can do that nobody in this arena can do. And there's something I can do that nobody in the WWE universe can do as well. I can look in the eyes of a giant. I can look in the eyes of the WWE heavyweight champion. And lastly, I can look in the eyes of the dead man himself, the Undertaker. He can look at my eyes and put me to sleep. Thank you, Eli Cotton. I think Michael Cole summed it up perfectly. He can look in my eyes and put me to sleep. Bravo, Michael Cole. Line of the night. Eli Cottonwood has eyes, right? I, I mean, okay, so he can stare in the eyes of The Undertaker. He can stare in the eyes of the world heavyweight champion, Kane. But what he doesn't have is the talent to stay on this broadcast. And that is the truth. Please give the microphone. Husky Harris, what is your topic? My topic is Husky. Husky is the topic. You have one minute. Go. Have you ever heard the term looks like Tarzan, fights like Jane? Oh, well, I look at all my NXT competition and I just see a bunch of big bodies and abs and tans. And then I start thinking to myself, well, they all look like Tarzan, but they fight like Jane. But me, <laughs> I'm different now. I'm big. I'm bad. I'm mean. I'm real. If you want to see how real I am, you can just ask Mr. MVP up there how he felt about last week's. You see, because I do not look like Tarzan and fight like Jane. I just look like Husky, and I fight like an army tank with the Ferrari engine. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right, Husky. That was a brilliant promo. Bravo. Bravo, Husky Harris. I hope this kid goes all the way. I mean, he, he likes to stay toward the bottom of the polls, obviously, but I don't know, man. Regardless of whether he wins NXT or not, this kid has got big potential upside, and I can't wait to see what he brings to whatever brand he lands on. But good promo on Husky Harris. Please give the microphone to Caval. Caval, what's your topic? My topic is dreams. Dreams? You have dreams. one minute. Go. Have you ever had a dream? Have you ever had, had something ones. that you aspire to so much that it hurts? 
I had a dream. Growing up in Brooklyn, New York, I had a dream to perform on a great stage. The greatest stage of them all, actually. I had people tell me I didn't belong. I had people tell me I didn't have what it took. Did you get angry when someone told you that? Because I did. And when I did, I competed for over a decade as low-key and proved that it wasn't the size of the fighter, but the size of the fight he will bring. And that will allow me to become the next breakout star. Well, here's one for you. Winning this, winning this, com winning this competition oh. in his dreams. Michael McGillicuddy, what is your topic? Now, before we go to Michael McGillicuddy, Caval, I mean, bringing up the fact that he was low-key, I like it. I just love Caval's voice. Uh, you know, I, I agree. This dude should be doing movie trailers. Uh, absolutely. I, I think he would be great doing that. Uh, I don't know what the siren is in the background there, Josh, uh, asking from the chat room. I assume it has to be the arena. There's something in the arena that, that goes off at intervals. I don't know. It sounded like they had a hockey game going on in the background. I don't know. I have no clue. But let's move on to Michael McGillicuddy, my, uh, my personal favorite in this competition. Just my little secret to you. Hey, don't worry, man. I'll get to that later, all right? Michael, what's your topic? Just don't worry about it. All right, man. You got 60 seconds. Go for it. Last week, I won the obstacle course challenge, proving again that I am the man to beat here on NXT. And also last week, a video package was put together where the WWE pros had to comment on my progress so far. And everybody up there said, it was all good. It was all good. Except for one. Miz. Did you call me mediocre? Yes, I did. And yes, you are. <laughs> I'm 4-0. and I'm undefeated. And I'm a whole lot better than mediocre. So how about this? How about I personally show you that you're the one who's mediocre and I'm the one who is awesome uh, two words how about you get a WWE Raw or Smackdown contract and then you can talk to me until then you can be a rookie and you can be a wannabe okay Alex so, in other words, The Miz kind of said something along this lines. Yeah, where do you get a contract before you, can before you can face me? Wow. Afraid to go up against a rookie? Are you, Miz? Are you? Let's see if you got what it takes, my friend. Riley, what is your topic, Alex? My topic is Starbucks. Starbucks, you have a minute, go. Now let's face it, if this was up to the WWE pros or anybody with an education, I'd have won this contest and will win this contest by a country mile. But since it's left up to the democracy of dorks out there, I have to take into <laughs> account that you might be slightly entertained by a guy who thinks he's trying out for a Morgan Freeman part as the voice of God. <laughs> Or a poor, poor, poor imitation of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh yeah, baby, oh yeah. Now, unlike some people on this show, I refuse to change who I am to cater to the WWE Universe. 
Because if this is in fact the WWE universe that I'm standing in, in the NXT galaxy, I might as well be the sun. Because everything on this show revolves around Alex Riley and there are no other stars to be found. Just a bunch of Starbucks okay. employees. Alex, please give the mic to Showtime Percy Watson. Percy. I have to say, best promo of the night right there. Alex Riley. It's going to come down to, in my opinion, it's going to be Alex Riley and Michael McGillicuddy. One of these two guys is walking away the winner this season. I see no other way around it. It's going to come down to those two. But now we have uh, Showtime Percy Watson. What is your topic? I guess my topic will be having a good time. Topic is having a good time. You got 60 seconds to do it. Go. Hey, look at people always asking me, man. Hey, Percy, man, you seem to always be talking about, you know, enjoying yourself, chilling, relaxing, essentially partying. And you know what I say to that? Oh, yeah, absolutely right, baby. You know what I'm saying? Because look here, the way I see it, baby, life is hard, baby. Life is extremely hard. And I have worked hard each and every day of my life to get to where I am. You know what I'm saying? And you got to keep working hard to obtain anything. So my motto is this. Work hard, play harder. If you're with me on that, let me hear you say, oh, yeah. Now that's what I'm talking about, baby. Look here, life is short, too. You know what I'm saying? Life is real short. You got to keep doing your thing, shaking and grooving. You know what I'm saying? So best believe, baby, if you got the dime, best believe I got the good time, baby. Let me hear you say, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Come and get yourself personified, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you, rookies. Tonight, someone will be eliminated, and someone is one step closer to their dream of becoming the... the, the obviously, the next big superstar in the WWE, uh, courtesy of NXT. I liked what Percy Watson had to say in this promo. Uh, I thought he really provided the necessary marks with party. He's obviously super over with the crowd. I have no problem with Percy Watson. I think he's entertaining as hell. In fact, the first match started off with Percy Watson taking on a pro in Zack Ryder. Very good match back and forth, but Percy Watson capitalized on the mistake of Zack Ryder and got the win. So uh, this, as Michael Cole referred to, was the first time that a NXT rookie this season has beat a pro in a one-on-one -on -one scenario. Obviously, last week, MVP was beat by... Husky Harris in a tag team situation. So that started us off with NXT. Next up, uh, we had a backstage segment that the best I could put it was somewhat bizarre, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I almost felt like Goldust and Hornswoggle should have been in this this promo. But uh, here it is in its entirety. Eli Cottonwood, or as he's being called now, Eli Rottenwood, and John Morrison. No space as quickly as possible. The philosophy is always moving forward, never moving backward. Like um, moving away from the scene of an accident? Yeah, you, you could take it that way. But let's talk about you. I mean, so far this season you've been doing great. But one of the best ways to improve is to watch tape back. So right now I want you to take a look at the obstacle course video from last week. The winner of the obstacle course gets immunity as we head toward elimination. Let's bring out our next rookie, Eli Cottonwood. On your mark, get set, go. And here's the big man, the seven-footer. He's pretty agile, wow. Eli can step over the third and tallest hurdle. Uh-oh, and there he goes, Jackie Joyner, Percy 
he's too tall for the entire box. What's going on? Maybe everyone should just get out of Eli's way. Eli Cottonwood has been disqualified. I'm not an acrobat. Eli. Some of the guys are calling you Eli Rottenwood now. Lucky that was you saying that. Well, I didn't say it first. Look, that's, that's last week. That's over. I mean, millions of people saw it, but it's over. Tonight, you have an opportunity. You have a match against Michael McGillicuddy. Now, he's undefeated, but if you beat I'm him... I'm not worried about Michael McGillicuddy. I got one word for him. Intensity? Mustache. 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 This is his gimmick, mustache, as both he and John Morrison were wearing the black t-shirts with white mustache across the chest. Apparently, this was going to be his big breakthrough gimmick. We've got Lucky Cannon walking around with the I Got Lucky t-shirts, and now we have Eli Rottenwood walking around with a t-shirt that says mustache. And yes, Shamalama Ding Dong, John Morrison was absolutely laughing at Eli Rottenwood. Oh, my God. I swear, the only thing missing from that would have been, like, the boogeyman in the background or maybe Hornswoggle running in under Eli's legs or Goldust doing something strange. To me, that, that the whole interaction between these two is just unnatural. If you understand what I'm saying, it's just, it's just not right. But thank God. We won't have to deal with that much longer, but I digress. Uh, let's move into the next official clip right here on NXT, which I believe is a promo for Caval. Ashley Valance. As you know, later tonight we'll announce our next NXT poll, determined 50% by you, the WWE Universe, and 50% by our WWE pros. So let's hear from our pros one more time to get their insight about NXT rookie Caval. Here's Caval! Caval, he's impressive. Caval's in-ring ability is very, very good. He's the probably the most polished of all the rookies. I don't know if a lot of people are ready for what Caval brings to the WWE. He's kind of got this quiet confidence about him. In those kicks. His kicks. He knows how to kick. One thing that interests me about Caval is his pros. Uh, Caval being with Lake Cool is going to be a good learning experience. They know little things that he doesn't. You're going to be flawless. His flaws, which aren't many, but there are a few, there but are. we're going to help him out with those. He needs to prove that he can like hang with the top dogs here. He needs to have a bigger-than-life personality. He takes himself way too seriously. I'm going to be the next breakout star. Lighten up. He's always got that, like, that frown. frown. I think that's going to be his only setback. But I'm going to work on that. Kowal is definitely one of the guys that so far visually has made an impact. I think the entire WWE Universe is impressed with Kowal. He may be small in stature. But I have the biggest heart. If we lived in a fair world, Kowal would be the next breakout star. The next breakout star, definitely Cabal. I, yeah, I, have I to do say think Cabal. Cabal. I think the fans love him. Yes, we love him. He yes. loves us. It's yes. a win-win situation. We love you, Cabal. <laughs> now, of course, this was the promo uh, leading into the break. As we come back from break, 
Uh, we see some backstage interaction with Caval and Laycool, and in comes Husky Harris. And well, if you didn't see it, you're about to hear it. Where's your shirt? Yeah, the what shirt is we your made shirt? Now? Is that why you're not smiling, Michelle? Are you okay. hurt? Are you hurt? Are you, who did that to you? Oh, oh. Who no, did that? Oh. You hey, uh-uh. do you have a problem? I'm sorry, small bro. I didn't see you standing there. But can you blame me? You're just not very noticeable. He was noticeable enough to be number one. Uh-huh. Where were you number one. He was one. Where were you last? Huh? How precious is this? You let all you let your girlfriends do all your talking for you? No, no, mm. you're sadly mistaken. All the talking that I need to do is in that ring. Ooh, I really hope that's true. You bring that intensity to the ring. I might just have some fun with you. Yeah. You know what, Husky? You're right. Tonight, we're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> That's real talk. Real talk! See ya! See ya! The two rookies go one on <laughs> I love Lakel. I love the fact they're trying to like be all tough and stuff and, uh, you know, stand up to Husky Harris. Uh, like I said, man, I, I love Husky Harris. I think he is doing a phenomenal job. He gets better each and every week. His character is really starting to come out as the bully. I love how he kind of belittles everybody else, especially guys that are smaller than him. And he's okay with the fact that he's like 300 pounds and isn't ripped muscle. And I like that about him because he's comfortable, you know, with his body type. And he doesn't let that, you know, limit him. He goes out there and he gives 110% in everything he does. Well, the match starts out, obviously, uh, Caval and Husky Harris. Good back and forth match. But the finish came, of course, when Lakel, who were on the ring apron standing there for some god unforeseen reason, which I don't know why they would be standing on the ring apron, it's not a tag team match, uh, they throw Caval, Husky Harris throws Caval into the corner and goes to do a move, pops off the rope and knocks both Michelle McCool and Layla off to the floor. Uh, Caval, obviously concerned, is basically looking at them and not paying attention to Husky Harris. He hits a uh, reverse suplex where Caval goes face first, and then he hits that big 300-pound senton on Caval. And one, two, three, just like that, Caval loses, and Husky Harris picks up a much-needed win tonight on NXT. Again, this kid just keeps impressing. No matter what brand he lands on, he's got bona fide star written all over him. He reminds me a lot of Dusty Rhodes back in the day. So, moving on to our final clip of the night. The elimination, if you will. Oh, I guess actually I should cover the fact that Eli Cottonwood and Michael McGillicuddy did have a match tonight. Uh, can you guess what the outcome was? I should have Jeopardy playing in the background. Okay, you took too long. What happened was this. Eli Cottonwood was given a loss, and Michael McGillicuddy is 5-0 and in this season of NXT. Like I said, it's going to come down to Michael McGillicuddy and Alex Riley for the finale on this thing. Can't see it any other way. But with that said, it's time to break down the elimination right here on NXT. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the faces of seven rookies with dreams of becoming the WWE's next breakout star. But only one rookie can win NXT and earn a championship match live on pay-per-view. But on the flip side, 
Whichever rookie is ranked last in the NXT poll will be eliminated tonight. Now we stand on the brink of the unknown, but one thing that we do know is that one rookie is safe from elimination. The rookie that won last week's obstacle course challenge, Michael McGillicuddy, has earned immunity. You are safe. But for the rest of you, the time is upon us. Let's see the new NXT poll. Eli Cottonwood, please step forward. For one of you, you'll remain safe in your dream of becoming the WWE's next... For those of you wondering, I cut out all the suspenseful build-up music since they're not exactly telling you who's number one and who's number two and who's number three. So we're going right to the fucking elimination right here on Unplugged tonight. That's all we care about anyway, right? We care about who gets, who goes home, who stays, and what happens next. Breakout star will continue, but for the other, you will be eliminated. Let's see who's going home. Eli Cottonwood, you have been eliminated, but I'd like to give you an opportunity. Do you have anything that you want to say to the WWE Universe? This is your time. Go right ahead. Eli Cottonwood just decided to attack Harris. Now Riley's getting involved. And... Look at this brawl. Remember when Titus O'Neil was uh, was eliminated, he just gave a This is the complete opposite of what Titus yeah. O'Neil did when he was eliminated. And this is just uh, Cottonwood going completely berserk. Okay, to break it down for you guys, Matt Stryker asked Eli Cottonwood if he had anything to say. And he didn't speak, he just nailed Husky Harris upside the head, jumped on Husky. Alex Riley jumps on Eli Cottonwood, and it just kind of goes out of control at ringside. Okay, hang on a second. Husky Harris, you were this close to being eliminated. Let me ask you something. Is there something about your personality or your in-ring skill that you think maybe is not connecting with the WWE Universe? And if so, what are you going to do to fix it before it's too late, man? This is all I have to say. They've seen the war path that I've been on the last couple weeks. If that ain't stepping up, then I don't know what is, and I don't even know if it exists. This is my competition, my dream. I deserve this. Well, you got to earn it, too. So. Number one is Michael McGillicuddy. You didn't even need the immunity tonight. What's number one feel like, and what are you going to do to stay? Well, ever since I began this competition, I said I'm going to win it. I am 5-0. and oh. I'm on the right path. And trust me, when it's all said and done, my record will be whatever and zero. And I'll go on to become a world champion. 
right, let's hear from some more rookies. Alex Riley, were you concerned when huge Eli Cottonwood jumped you? I was absolutely not concerned. I'm a much better athlete than Eli Cottonwood would ever dream of being. And Matt, to be perfectly honest with you, at number three, I'm not really worried because I know I'm better than these two. So in the next six weeks or however long it takes, all I got is two spots to climb. And believe me, gentlemen, I will be climbing to number one. Hey, hey, Miz, Miz, whoa, hang right, on. Here we go that, again. That, McGillicuddy just unloading on Riley. And rumor is these two haven't liked each other since the beginning. Get on him. And again, the fight and brawling continues here. The pressure mounting. Cottonwood back oh, in the look fray. Out, look out. Eli Cottonwood back in the fray. Get on him. Cottonwood's crazed. Riley's got nuts. Out of control. Six dreams remain intact, but as you can see here, the pressure just started to build. Anarchy rules on NXT. Look at, look at Cottonwood. Look out. And so that's how the show ended. It was uh, a very, as they said, Anarchy was kind of running wild at the end of NXT tonight. Eli comes back and, and attacks. Obviously, you have some really bad blood between Michael McGillicuddy and Alex Riley. So it's getting interesting. And somebody made a comment in the chat just a second ago, uh, Rompy, why give the immunity to Michael McGillicuddy when he obviously doesn't need it? Well, and this has been my gripe since last season. Last time they, they were doing all these challenges where the winner would get immunity, the guy that, needed, that, that won the immunity was nowhere near being eliminated. Maybe one of these seasons they'll actually get it right and give it to the guy that's on the chopping block. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. But uh, that, guys, was NXT Season 2. Second elimination, Eli Cottonwood joins Titus O'Neil on the unemployment line, or at least back in FCW. Or maybe, maybe in a week or two they'll be with, with uh, the Nexus. You never know at this point. But as far as a letter grade for this show, you know what? I, I was entertained tonight. Hell, I'll give it a B. B plus. I thought it was a good show. Glad to see Cottonwood finally leaving the competition. Next up, I got to say, Lucky Cannon. <laughs> if anybody else is going home, it's Lucky. So with that said, that's been your NXT recap for tonight right here on Unplugged. And uh, I do believe joining me on the phone line right now, and we don't have a name for this segment. However, I will go ahead and play a little music to bring the guy in. He is the international sensation, ladies and gentlemen. From headlocks to headlines, he's one of the official news sources right here of uh, the SNS Radio Network, and especially right here on Unplugged. Ladies and gentlemen, Austin Powers himself, Chris Crelly. <laughs> wow, man, that there. Talk about making me British and a half. <laughs> What's going on, Crelly? Uh, no, much. Um, you know what? Once again, you are spot on. Right now, the favorites to win at NXT are none other than, than Michael McGigatti and Alex Riley. But it's been said that Hucky House has impressed everyone. So one of those three are favorites to win it, but I'm pretty sure they will, they will be appearing on the roster following the season of NXT. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I wasn't even reading news reports when I came up with that assumption. I mean, you just... You look at what Alex Riley, you know, he has the Miz as his, his pro. Those two mesh so well together. 
Alex Riley's character, whether people think he's just going out there and playing the character like it's too obvious, he's just, he's the perfect freaking heel. And Michael McGillicuddy, so confident, so good in the ring, undefeated. I just can't see anybody else but those two at the top. Yeah, and uh, M- Michael McGillicuddy, if need be, could play play off his father's character. So those guys will obviously have a future in the E, and who knows, they could be world champions, as Michael McGillicuddy said during NXT, they could be world champions in the future because they actually have that talent. Um, speaking of newcomers, apparently Jay and Jimmy Uso are um, getting quite a, quite a bit of praise among the, the, the WWE officials. Apparently they're being he- uh, heavily praised at house shows and um, they, they've been du- uh, tipped as the future of the tag team division in the E, which makes little sense considering they were jobbed out to Randy on last night on Raw. Well, it, it doesn't make sense, and it does, if you know what I mean. I mean, Randy Orton is a big star in that company. To have a match with Randy Orton uh, kind of puts you on the marquee. I mean, granted, obviously, he put Randy Orton over with no with no qualms. Uh, at this point in their career, you're, you're not going to see the Uso brothers get a win over a guy like uh, like Randy Orton. But they made a good showing of it, is what I'm saying. And, you know, when you have a top guy like Randy Orton and you're able to whether you're the enhancement talent or not, you still look good. And, you know, maybe I'm missing something. I don't really see what the big deal on the Usos is. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I I don't dislike them. I mean, sure, they both of them have a, have a unique look. You know, their father was, uh, you know, obviously their father was Rikishi, so he's been in the business for a long time. You know, they're part of the Samoan heritage. Yeah, I think they'll do fine. I, you know, I, I just the future of the tag team division. Well, what tag team division? I, there's not one other than the Usos and the Hart Dynasty and the Dude Busters. Who else is there? There is no well, tag team division. There is talk of, of putting Matt Hardy and Christian together. Oh my God! Please Which don't be too bad. Yeah, but okay, both of these guys deserve to be singles. I mean, you know what? Christian should be going after the World Heavyweight Championship. At some point in time, Christian needs to be either the World Heavyweight Champion or the WWE Champion. Matt Hardy can go back to winning the Intercontinental title or the U.S. title. You know, I I don't take Matt Hardy seriously as a main event contender. I think that time has passed. Why put them together? Why put two guys that should be at the top of the card or in the mid card in a tag team and have them just kind of feud with nobody. God damn it. Build tag teams up. That's what this is about. You've got the Hart dynasty. You've got the Usos. You've got Archer and, and, um, Kurt Hawkins tagging together. I mean, shit people build some, build some tag team stars. Stop putting mid carters together. I mean, this is ridiculous. And there's quite a few um, tag teams down in, F- in, in FCW. So it's not like they are shy of tag teams. It, they, they are sure putting tag teams on TV, as we do know. Vince McMahon is apparently not a fan of the tag team wrestling. Oh, um, and 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 Rompy just brought up. I shouldn't forget the colossal tag team of Cosentino, Santino Morella, and uh, Vladimir Kozlov. I saw, okay, I told you, if that tag team ever win the tag titles, I will personally go to headquarters of, of WWE and demand that I'm, that I'm going back to ten years of my life. Because that would be the end of the tag team division. Like right now, it's it's on its last legs. If they put, if they give Kalito, uh, yeah, Kozlov and Santino the belts, I will just probably quit wrestling and 
go to sleep under a big rock. Oh, but um, but Crelly, put it this way: WrestleMania 27. It could be, no matter who the unified tag team champions are, it could be Cos Tino managed by Hornswoggle, and they win those unified tag titles at WrestleMania 27. What a moment it would be! The emotional moment of the night, WrestleMania 27. Cause Tino and Hornswoggle walk away victorious, the unified tag team champions. That would be the best WrestleMania moment of all times. It would be yes, the greatest, that, the greatest moment of all the times. That that would be as great as Untaker going out and laying down for fucking Primo and, and letting Primo d- destroy the streak and then have Primo release the, the week following. It would make no sense. But ah, oh, I don't, I don't know. Um, what else do we have? Uh, apparently, Billy Kidman is now working as as a producer for uh, WWE. He was working down in FCW, so good luck to him work, working as a producer. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck uh, has turned down a job at at, um, at FCW. Apparently, he doesn't feel working with the E right now would be good for him. So uh, that means he, he wants to go do the TNA ECW Hardcore Reunion thing. Which I I do have a bit of news on. Apparently, the night following that pay per view, they will have an impact that was basically being dubbed as a free pay per view, right? because it will be the matches that that were scheduled for for Hard Justice, but on Impact. So, so basically, why are they even bothering with this? I mean, I I went on a rant last night on Wrestling News Live. I was in rare form. I'm still not down. And I'm the one of the biggest old school ECW fans on the planet, and I am not excited to see these guys twelve years past their prime showing back up in a company that just opens their doors to whomever and says, "Hey, come on in and do a pay per view. We'll let you." I mean, this was the analogy that I should have given Trey last night. It would be like, for example, Crelly, say you haven't been laid in ten years, and you come up to me and you say, "You know, JJ, I." The last sexual experience I had was, well, it wasn't very good. I, I, and it's been 10 years, and I still have that bad taste in my mouth. And, you know, can I come to your house, and can I fuck your wife <laughs> in your house? Would that be okay, JJ? Because to me, that's exactly what it seems like, ladies and gentlemen. Just come on in and fuck my wife. Oh, well. That's the analogy that I should have used last night, but guess what? I saved it for my motherfucking show. And I got news for you. I don't let the door open for anybody, especially if you want to come in and fuck my wife. Ain't happening, bitch. (laughs) Wow. But I do have to agree with you. The fact that they are just bumping their whole book, they're bumping their pay-per-view just for another ECW reunion, I think they they should they should have done it the the other way around. They should have had the ECW pay per view as a free uh, show because we know that right now TNA really doesn't get many pay, uh, get pay per view draws, and they want TV ratings. So, and I'm pretty sure the ECW reunion will get a bigger ratings draw than a normal Impact. So they they should have had Hard Justice as the normal TNA pay-per-view and then had the um, 
ECW reunion on the Impact following. Yeah, I, I, you're right, but at the same time, why are we doing this? Why are we bringing ECW into TNA? Why? Obviously, your your whole point of contention was to bring in Paul Heyman. It's not happening. Why are you proceeding with this? You know, no offense to Tommy Dreamer because I th- I think at one point in time he was he was a great worker. He's a good booking mind. I mean. We had one night stand five years ago. Yes, Tommy, they brought ECW back. And yes, Tommy, it was a watered-down version. It was a bastardized version of what you did back in the day. But it's still going to be a bastardized version now. You're not going to have Shane Douglas. You're not going to have a lot of the guys that were there originally that probably can't even work now. So what's the point? It's TNA. It's Dixie Carter, like I said last night, you know, pulling the monkey act, grabbing the feces, throwing it at the wall, and seeing what's going to stick. Again, maybe, maybe you should go and do an AWA pay-per-view. Maybe you should do a WCW pay-per-view. Hell, do a world-class championship wrestling pay-per-view. You got Lacey Von Erich. I mean, her uncle is the only surviving Von Erich. Why the hell not? Oh, oh, wait, you, you can't get Michael Hayes because, well, he's under contract. So I guess that's not going to happen for you either. But it's kind of interesting the fact like that Jimmy said that uh, that Mr. Man hold up legacy of CW because I read I read his blog from 2008 earlier and he says that and he said that that the CW that WWE did was just like the old ECW. It's where guys who who weren't known went to got famous and got over the crowd and that, and that and that the and that the IWC should stop complaining about it. Yet now three years later he's doing what he uh, told people off for doing three years. In the past, yeah, but see, he had he had to tow the company. The well, he had to tow the company line, Crelly, and that's really what it amounts to. Did he believe what he was saying? No. Does does he have a right to feel like he was screwed over in the WWE? Absolutely. Tommy Dreamer was misused from day one. Does anybody remember the stupid gimmicks that they gave him when he first came over there, where he was like drinking everybody's spit Spitting. and chew? I mean, yeah, Tommy Dreamer's been abused. But at the same time, man, you know, you can't go to somebody's house and expect to have free reign. And the way Dixie Carter gets it, it was just like, yeah, come in and do whatever you want in my house. It doesn't work that way. Mm. But as you know, TNA do tend to go out and make stupendous statements on Twitter. And for, and for once, WWE has actually reacted to that. Um Jeff Jarrett a few weeks ago implied that he wanted to to, uh, to hold a pay per view on the on the um, what was it uh, June uh, June nineteenth, which which would have been the ninth year anniversary of the first ever TNA pay per view show. So WWE go ahead and book their their fatal four way on that day. And due to an, an, an unwritten code, TNA can't hold a pay per view on that night unless they want to. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, look! I wish you. I wish I had a video camera right now. I, I'm playing the, the the smallest violin in the world for them. Unbelievable! Big fucking whoop-de-doo. I guess they got to figure out some other thing to do. I'm sorry. I'm just. I hate to bash TNA. I don't want to be like everybody else. But, dude, they bring this shit on themselves. After a while, you just have to sit there and be like, what the fuck? 
You know, if Trey were here, I'm surprised he, he we would probably agree. You know, you just want to grab somebody and shake the shit out of them. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stop tweeting. Get it, off Twitter. No shit. Stop it's... Facebooking. Stop tweetering. You know, stop being a twat. <laughs> you've, been, you've been a twit I... all your life. Stop being a twat. Mm, and the, the, the one bit of last news I just saw, apparently there's a new promotion starting out in Florida. Um, they've not released the name the the uh, name of the um, uh, company yet because they want to keep it a secret. But it does have a pretty decent roster. Guys that are confirmed to it so far: Booker T, Paul London, uh, Rocky Romeo, who was one of the what, what was that tag team that used to wrestle on Raw that were there for like two weeks? Oh, you mean the Heartthrobs? It was uh, Romeo yeah, was... Romeo Roselli and uh, Antonio the Promise Thomas. Yes, uh, Su- Sunday Dart, Super Crazy, uh, 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 and Two Cold, Two Cold uh, Scorpion, and they also also have a contract with Ring of Honor. Two Cold, uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. So there's a new Florida-based wrestling company starting up in October. With that roster, so, oh, that's the roster so far confirmed. And, and excuse me, did you say they're working with TNA? No, they they they're working with Ring of Honor. Oh. Well, you know what that means? That means TNA will be out of business by you know, in the next couple of years and this company will take over for them. Well, I've I've been I'm I'm been up on it now. Apparently, they they've actually got quite good uh, foundation of like money. They've uh they do plan on going global at some point, but not competing with the E. And they <laughs> And they want to try and get a national TV deal. And what do you bet if Paul Heyman does anything in pro wrestling, he does it with this group? Well, just just as a, a, a nephew to to TNA. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, who, who bets in five years' time this company will hold an ECW third night stand? <laughs> if it does, I'm going to get a gun and shoot people. <laughs> Thank fuck I live in England unless you got one long range sniper. Well, there you go. I might I might have that sniper rifle they had in the Wanted movie. It shoots across city uh. blocks. You know, all the way across town. I don't know, man. I you know what? I hope this is the end of the ECW era. It just it's not the same as it once was, people. It just isn't. I know there's so many people out there that want to buy this pay-per-view for nostalgia reasons. I'm going to buy it because I do a show and I have to cover it. Mm. But do you know what the, the thing that's scary and that that that's just scare TNA, a company that's been dead for ten years, has got more interest in two weeks of being brought back than they have in seven years of being alive. And see, that was that was the main focus of my rant last night. You're bringing in interest for a company that went bankrupt, for a guy that was a good booker but ran his company into the ground. And they're supposed to come in and do what for TNA? Other than give them free publicity, give them carte blanche on a pay-per-view, and do them a favor, what does it do for TNA wrestling? Not a goddamn thing. And that's what I couldn't get anybody... Well, I mean, there were were people in the chat that did agree with me. But I sure as hell couldn't get Trey to understand my point. Yeah, this is just... it. But like I said last night, it does nothing for TNA. Like... What they should have done, they should have kind of done 
and the invasion angle had it TNA versus ECW. Not just saying, here's my house, go check my wife. They should have had, had an invasion. Because just giving them the pay-per-view does nothing for your company. And then you go and give your pay-per-view away for free on the next tapings. Makes no sense. Well, again, it made Dixie Carter look like anybody could walk in there. Like, you know, maybe Greg Gagne is going to walk in next week and say, hey, we had this thing back in the 70s and the 80s called the AWA, and it was big. Can we do a pay-per-view too? Oh, well, you, you put a girl in a hard spot. But I tell you what, as long as you are the one in control of it and you do your own booking, absolutely, you can take our spot for Bound for Glory, Greg, and put on an AWA pay-per-view. I have a plan. You and I should go to Florida and ask Dixie if we can do the SNS EFED on, uh, on Impact. Shit, that might, actually buy a fu- that might actually garner a good fucking rating for them. I don't know. And be like, yeah, we're kind of good at booking. It was kind of two weeks ago, but we kind of wanted to make it more modern. The fans will actually give a shit about it. So can we borrow your, your arena, your pay-per-view, and put, put on a show? Sure. And then, JJ, we, we will be sorted. Oh, I, I don't know, Dixie. I, I really kind of feel like I'm, I'm um, I really feel that I'm worth, you know, 25 to 30 million. And I kind of want to run the company like Dana White does the UFC. Do you know what? That, that might actually happen. She might just give you booking powers, JJ. Uh, like, just. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> just wait, wait, wait. In the chat right now, Tony O brings up a very salient point. Myself and Mark the Shark DiCarlo should go to Dixie and have a Stampede Wrestling reunion. Yes. For one night only, Stampede Wrestling returns to TNA. Why not? Stranger things have happened. Yeah, uh, if you have any former companies that's, that are dead, go see Dixie and she might give you give you your show back. If not, just go to JJ. Because I, I think you had the best analysis earlier. <laughs> Invite me to your house and go shag your wife. That's right. You know, TNA just letting people in to fuck their wives. It's just not going to happen in my house. Oh. Anyway, that's basically the news of the week. And I'm pretty sure if we talk about TNA more, Trey will come kill me because he just entered the chat room. So before I am sacrificed to Trey, I will leave the show and go to sleep, I suppose. Oh, what? Trey just entered the chat room? Really? Yes. That's awesome. He totally missed my fucking analogy, too. I'm sure you can just uh, hit, hit the tape and rewind it and replay it again. Yeah, like I said, I should have used that one last night. He He's most definitely welcome to uh, to call in if he wants, but uh, I'm going to stand my ground, motherfuckers. I feel I'm right in this argument. Do we really want to have a second fight? Oh, me and Trey love to fight, man. Don't you remember? <laughs> we got fired once for having a fight. And We're fighters, did. man. It's what we do. And that did start on a Monday, and you did get fired on a Tuesday. So, but I'm not sure who can fire you from this network. Can I? No, I think the only person that could fire me from this network would be Harmony, and I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. <laughs> that would be an awkward being, JJ, so you've been fired. But, well, but, for, <laughs> since, but for dinner's this. Since, since Trey is in the chat room, I'll go ahead and put this to him, since he obviously missed it before. What I should have said to you last night, Trey, is this. I should have I should have had the analogy of TNA is basically like Crelly coming to me and saying, Hey, JJ, the last time I had a, a sexual experience, it wasn't that good. 
Can I come over to your house and fuck your wife? That's the analogy. Because that's exactly what we're getting with TNA and ECW. And that is the best analogy that I've heard for this so far. Absolutely. So, Trey, if you want to call in, feel free. He can. All right, Crelly. Thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate it. Okay, cool. Peace. All right. So uh, I guess we're going to take our first official break of the evening. We'll come back, bring uh, the sensational Sean on, possibly even Trey if he's around. And that's if I can get Sean to get off of StarCraft 2. I don't think he's playing it. I think he's fucking it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't really think he's playing the game. I think he is literally fucking his computer right now, getting off on the fact that he's had StarCraft 2 all day. But I digress. We'll be right back with more Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network.
and X-Men comics You know I collect them The pens in my pocket I must protect them My ergonomic keyboard Never leaves me bored Dropping online for deals On some writable media I edit Wikipedia I memorize Holy Grail really well I can recite it right now And have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L I got a business doing websites Friends while friends Need some code Who do they call? I do HTML for them all Even made a homepage for my dog Yo, I got myself a fanny pack They were having a sale Down at the Gap In my nights with a roll of bubble wrap Pop, pop, hope no one sees me Getting freaky I'm nerdy in the extreme And whiter than sour cream I was in a V club and glee club And even the chess team Only question I ever thought was hard What do I like Kurt or do I like Picard? Spend every weekend at the Renaissance Fair Got my name strolling They laughing And rolling their eyes Cause I'm so white and nerdy Just because I'm white and nerdy Just because I'm white and nerdy All because I'm white and nerdy Holy cow I'm white and nerdy I wanna bowl with the gangsters But oh well it's obvious I'm white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy Think I'm just too white and nerdy I'm just too white and nerdy Look at me I'm white the following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend, Jenna Jameson? No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. And he just said, what the fuck? Where have you been? Slap! <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back. When he said, you know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon. I mean, how can you, in all honesty... Be a person not in the porn industry married to a porn star and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Okay, welcome. Uh, is there anything I can get you before we start? Glass of water? You may juice? dispense with the pleasantries. Okay, great. Tom Tom, Darth Vader, take one. At the end of the road, turn round. Okay, I'm going to stop you. The line is at the end of the road, turn right. That is what I said. Terrific. So let's just try it again. Tom-Tom, uh, Tom, voice, Darth Vader, take two. At the end of the road, turn round. At the end of the road, turn round. Let's just go forward. Okay, we're at page five. Page five? I'm sorry, page seven. We're at page seven. I don't have a page seven. You have reached your destination. Is there any way you could breathe a little quieter? What do you mean, quieter? This is how I breathe. Please take the third exit on the roundabout. It's roundabout. Correct.
Roundabout. You're saying roundabout. It's roundabout. Is there any way you can make it sound a little less depressing? Exit right ahead. Don't force it. Just make it sound natural. You should have seen his face when I told him I was his father. I told my son, who did not know that I was his father, that I was his father. Yeah, and she, there's a twin sister involved. Ah. Here it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Roundabout. Round a bound. You know what? Let's move forward. That's fine. Silence. Roundabout. It's about being around. Don't underestimate the power of the dark hey, side. Dum 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 da dum dum da dum 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 da dum dum da dum. I feel a fucking now, people. Welcome back to Unplugged. Had to throw in the Lethal Consequences music. Man. Love this shit. It's, it's so it's so seventies retro, man. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm digging it. But again, welcome back to Unplugged right here on the SNS Radio Network. It is me, Mister Money on the mic, JJ Sexay, and I do believe joining me on the Skype line, the sensational Sean is in the house. To discuss a little bit of video gaming and whatever whatever else we feel like talking about right here tonight on the program. Sean, are you with me? Hold on a second, JD. I have to remove my dick from the uh, CD drive. Oh, man, please. Wipe it off, too. I, I just, you know, it's... How was that yeah. for you? What, you know, huh? did, did you yeah, did yeah. you at least practice safe sex? I mean, you know, I, I want to make sure that you're safe, Sean. I don't want you to get some cyber virus that's going to fuck you up. Cyber syphilis. Oh, yes. Yes, it could happen, man. I'm sure it can. Um, yeah, dude, I've been playing. Uh, I've been at work all day, so when I got home, first thing I did was boot up the computer, play some StarCraft. I'm actually playing right now as we as we're speaking, and I have you on my laptop uh, with some new stuff up, which is pretty cool. But uh, yeah, I'm I am extremely happy with my game. I'm loving it. I played till about uh, two, three o'clock in the morning yesterday, or this morning, and uh, it's been great. Well, uh, but before we before we actually what? break into the gaming segment, there is there is one thing that I I don't know if you heard about this, but this is something that that got my attention last week, and I've just been dying to talk about it. Of course, the main reason that I played the uh, I was going to play the Yoda Tom Tom commercial tonight, but it was relevant to play the Darth Vader commercial. Uh, so let me just set up a little ambiance in the background, Sean, and you can bear witness to uh, the awesomeness of this story. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but it truly is a fantastic story. Coming out of New York last week, believe it or not, things are looking bleak on the dark side. Apparently, Emperor Palpatine is looking to build a new Death Star. So, in order to get the funding, he sent Darth Vader to the Chase Bank 
in New York where Darth Vader robbed the Chase Bank in New York. I just hope in time that the police find him before George Lucas's lawyers do. Have you heard about this? I, uh, I saw a piece on it. I didn't read it because as soon as I saw it, I closed my internet browser, got on my hands and knees and praised and, and prayed and said, please, God, help us. Please. It's a sad day, ladies and gentlemen, when you dress up as Darth Vader and rob a bank and you wear a blue cape instead of a black cape. Oh, what? Yes. Yes. I, I had a photo that won't load up in my Ustream, but... Yeah, there was a picture circulating uh, of Darth Vader robbing the bank, wearing camouflage pants, a Darth Vader mask. Look, he had the Darth Vader chest piece and a blue cape. (laughs) If you're going to rob the bank, at least dress like Darth Vader properly. Sad but true weird news in the world. Darth Vader, now a wanted felon for robbing the Chase Bank in New York City. You know what happened, right? He missed the right turn at Albuquerque. Instead of ending up at Comic-Con, he ended up at uh, New York. It could have happened. It could have happened. But I I had to break that story. I've been dying all week to discuss that. I just... Takes all kinds, man. Takes all kinds. So hopefully he will rob a bank again somewhere in the, you know, tri-state area. We'll see. As long as he stays up there, we're good. I just don't want anybody coming down here dressing as... Uh, dressing as Darth Vader and trying to rob me because then I'm just going to look at him and was like, what the fuck? Really? You're not even looking like him. Get rid of the blue cape. Come back in two years when you grow up and grow a sack of balls. Nice. Ah, but moving on to the video gaming segment, are we going to review StarCraft 2? I mean, I know that you spent every waking, hourless moment playing this. Um... I'm actually going to hold the review off till next week because I really want to get into it a little bit more. I've been playing a lot of the single-player uh, stuff with it, and I've got a ton of friends who bought the the game itself, and I want to try out a little bit more with the um, with the multiplayer before I give a complete review because either way, this game's going to be a buy. Uh, I've waited 12 years for this game. I spent I laid down $100 on the game. I spent $37 on the, strat- on the limited edition strategy guide. So, I mean, I'm all out for StarCraft 2. So, hmm. I'll do the review next Tuesday right here on Unplugged. So, uh, stay tuned if you really want to know what I think. Because either way, I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I think. I mean, if you're on my Facebook, you know exactly what I think of this game. So, Well, you did have to pull your dick out of the drive. So, I mean, that's got to tell everybody exactly what they need to know. So, I guess kind of moving on a little bit, did you get a chance, you probably didn't, did you get a chance to play The Deadliest Warrior? I played uh, the demo of it, and I kind of liked it, but I found some of the controls to be a little different than what I was used to. So, I was kind of like, when I was playing, I was kind of like, what What does this button do? Okay, I don't know what that button is. What is this button? And I was just kind of like, I really don't know what these buttons do. So, I mean, it was... I somewhat liked it, but like I said, I played the trial of it and didn't have a lot of time to really play it. I mean, I've been back and forth with uh, Call of Duty recently. So, 
Well, I, I had the opportunity to pick it up last week. I played it a little bit. It's been a couple days just kind of messing around with it. Uh, I went through as all the different characters just because I wanted to get a, a feel for who I thought was the best character on the game. And I'll be real honest, I, you know, it's pretty simple mechanics. Uh, you know, you don't have any, like, really set complicated things that you have to do. Uh, very simplistic style. You've got a couple special moves. I, I, It took me a while to realize you could do a finisher type maneuver if you hit the right button combination. And I, I did that. I think that my favorite one had to be the, the samurai because he basically hits you with... Um, the board that almost looks like uh, I, I can't remember the name of the, the damn thing, but he pulls out a special weapon for mid range and clubs your arm and then clubs you and then puts that away and pulls out the sword and decapitates you, which was pretty yeah. cool. I, I, I really enjoyed a lot of the finishes. Uh, the knight had the morning star and basically crushed your skull with the morning star, which was pretty epic. Um, some of these matches that I had, you obviously have ranged weapons like crossbows and knives and stuff that you can throw at your opponent that's halfway across the screen as the match starts. There were a couple times that I threw a javelin and speared somebody right in the face, and it was an instant death. Nice. So, I mean, I, I would recommend playing the game. It's not a bad game. It's just not a great game. I would have to say it's, it's mediocre at best. It doesn't really give you the real feel, obviously, of the Deadliest Warrior show. If you're a fan of that, it kind of fails in comparison to what they do on the show. I would like to see uh, a little more interaction with the staff of the show. Obviously, this is just a dumbed-down fighting game where you're using ninjas and Vikings and the pirate. So, uh, you know, not a bad game, just not a great game. Um, I would recommend to play. I don't know if I would, you know... They recommend you to go and buy it on Xbox Live, but at least it's cheap on Xbox Live, you know. So it's only eight hundred Microsoft points. Yep. Uh, since you brought up that, uh, I know you didn't get a chance to watch New Deadliest Warrior tonight. Um, it was uh, the US, United States SEALs, Navy SEALs, uh, going against the Israeli Commandos. Uh, it was a really good episode. They used uh, explosives. They used uh, M4. It was used by the uh, SEALs, which is another version of the M16, which the MARSOC unit, the commanding, the uh, special units for the, the Marines, they actually use a, a type of the M4, which is a really cool weapon. Um, they, used, uh, they showed off the knives, the self-defense tactics, and, I mean, all of it was really good. Uh, the SEALs ended up coming out at the end with uh, two against one, with the Israeli commandos coming off uh, with two. And then uh, the SEALs set up a, uh, a C4 line and actually killed both with it, with the C4. It was really cool. Um, they did a really good job with it. And I'm kind of I'm really glad to see my, uh, my brothers in arms, as, as I, I can say, come up with a win. Very nice. Oh yeah, it's always a good day when you get to see uh, see the U.S. SEALs beat up on the uh, Israeli commandos. Navy SEALs representing. Oh yeah, that's right. So, what is going on in the world of news, or do you have anything? Since obviously you've had your dick in the drive all day. 
Um, news-wise, there's not a lot. Uh, I, I couldn't find a lot of stuff. I mean, Comic-Con was last week. There's been a few things coming out of that, but not a lot of gaming news. Um, one of the things I did find was apparently if you had uh, if you bought Modern Warfare 2 from Steam, about 12,000 players were banned from Steam from Modern Warfare 2 over the past week uh, because of some kind of exploit that was going on. Um, Valve said that it was... Uh, Actually, the problem was that Steam would fail a signature check between a disk version of a DLL and a latent memory version. So apparently what happens is somebody bought the game, they, they verified it through Steam, they could play, and then uh, apparently Steam thought, oh wait, you, you've got a bootleg copy, why do you have this? I'm banning you. So 12,000 players got banned from Steam for Modern Warfare 2. Wow. And they've just been unbanned recently, so it's pretty crazy. Well, there was no one news story that I want to hit on, and uh, I think Josh is kind of irritated that you uh, you said there wasn't a lot of news, but this is big news coming out of Comic-Con. Well, I haven't got that far yet. Okay, well, I just want to make sure. We'll, we'll get to it when you're ready to go to it, but this is a topic that I definitely want to talk about. We'll go ahead and go to that, because I'm pretty sure this is what you're talking about. The, the newest game that's been announced... Tekken versus Street Fighter, I believe it was. It's actually called Street Fighter X Tekken. It's no versus. Yeah. And That's what it looks like it's being done by Capcom, and it looks like Namco is going to be doing a version as well uh, using the Namco graphics. It basically looks like they've taken the Tekken characters and animated them to the Street Fighter 4 style, which is fantastic. The, the spoiler, or the I guess the teaser video, basically dealt with... Uh, Kazuya Mishima, the son of Heihachi, uh, breaking in into the dojo where Ryu is meditating and beating the living hell out of one of the uh, the students there, and then he and Ryu kind of break down into a fight. Now, I, for one, literally, when I heard about this, thought I was dreaming because this is something I've wanted to see for years. I, I used There was a time in my life when I worked in an arcade, and the two games I played more than anything were Street Fighter Two. And then later on, Tekken. Tekken 2, I was the master at Tekken 2. Simply because on my off days, I got to carry the key and go up myself on credits. And I got really good at that game. So I'm interested to see exactly how this is going to transition. It looks like we are about two years away from this being a reality. There's, there's a lot of work. They just started this project. So this is not a game that you're going to see next year. This is obviously going to be something coming out in 2012, which makes sense, seeing as how the world is going to end in 2012. So we're going to go out with a bang playing Street Fighter X Tekken. And I'm totally looking forward to this. I mean, I've always wanted to see who would win a fight between King and Zangief, between Ryu and Kazuya, between Paul Phoenix and Ken. This is is wonderful, people. This is awesome. I'm totally psyched. Yeah, I saw the news and I was like, wow, this is really good. But you were wrong in one part. Uh, ending 2012, I will not be playing that. I'll be playing StarCraft II, the third expansion. So, yeah, you're completely wrong on that part. I'm wrong in what way? 
You're wrong in the fact that I won't be playing Star, uh, Street Fighter versus Street Fighter X Tekken. I'll be playing StarCraft 2 still. Oh, yeah, I said we. I meant the people who are good at fighting game aficionados. Yeah, okay, you just keep that over there then. Um, I'm staying with my real-time strategy games. Nerd. Oh, well, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. Really? Playing video games. Yeah, when I have time. Mine's just more sophisticated. I'm not going to touch uh -huh. that one, Sean. I I'm really not. I wasn't the one having cyber sex with StarCraft 2 all day. I was at work, so I, c I couldn't. I was dealing with teenagers and all that bullshit. It's all right. I will let you talk with Josh Pedro over that one. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll definitely straighten your ass out on that one. So what else is going on in the news? Um, video game-wise, there's not a lot more, but there's a lot of movie news and TV show news that came out of Comic-Con this, this week. I thought we might jump into that because I'm looking at IGN right now, and the first thing that comes up, uh, other than the fact that Street Fighter X Tekken is on there, um, first thing that comes up is a new Family Guy is going to be coming out with Return of the Jedi. They're going to do a th the third, uh, the third Star Star Wars. So we can't repel firepower of that magnitude. Yeah, I'm just wondering how they're going to do that because I just so want to hear Adam Akbar come in and say, "It's a trap." Well, that's the name of the show. It, it's a trap. It is. It's. It actually is the name of the episode. Wow, I did not know that. So uh, perfect. That was a great segue, Sean. Awesome. Carrie Fisher voicing Mon Mata. Wow. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be uh, really good. They did a whole Q and A on it. I don't see a date. Oh, wait, there it is. December twenty first of uh, this year. So be prepared to watch Star Wars on Family Guy again. Yay. Now hopefully they'll do the prequel trilogies too. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. That again. Um Gilmo Gil I hate saying this guy's name. Just say Del, Del Toro. Toro. Just say Del Toro. Del Toro has uh, actually announced that he's doing three movies at once. Um and something that's not a lot of directors don't do, but apparently he's going to be really good at it. Um, he's working on three movies at once. One is actually the remake of The Haunted Mansion, which Eddie Murphy was involved with uh, a couple years ago. Uh, they said that he will be making it into a horror comedy family movie, a little bit more, a little bit better, he says, than uh, Eddie Murphy did. So it's kind of looking like he may be uh, trying to thin himself out a little bit is what it's, it's looking like. But uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what he's got to do as he is definitely one of the good directors of the time now. And along with that, have you heard who the Avenger director is? Um, I have, and if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, Firefly creator and Buffy Angel creator Josh Whedon. Oh, yes, the, the sky is open, and we are actually given a amazingly awesome director in Joss Whedon. Uh, I just, I'm really happy with that announcement. I actually told my boss today, who's a huge uh, Whedon fan, and she was just ecstatic. I mean, this one man who's done all these great shows, 
who are, who are some of the greatest shows ever, really. I mean, Firefly was definitely one of the best shows of its time, even though Fox felt that it wasn't. I aim to be misbehaving. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's been announced, and they've got the entire cast lined up, and it's looking like Avengers is going to be an extremely, extremely good movie. And last I heard, they were trying to get Mark Ruffalo for the Hulk to play Bruce uh, Banner. No, I think they've already got cast on that. Last I heard, they, they had confirmed that it was going to be Mark Ruffalo, but he hasn't accepted the offer. That was the last thing I heard coming out of Comic-Con. Uh, I did you hear... You may be right. I, di- I didn't hear that part yet. Uh, you may be right. So I'll have to uh, do some more research on that and see what they what they say. Which I, I kind of hope that they don't get Mark Ruffalo. I would rather have Joaquin Phoenix for that role. I just... I think he would fit so much better for the Hulk. Oh, there's a new rumor going around. That's great. Let's see what this is. GTA 5. Uh, location rumored, apparently, there's going to be, there, it's, whisperings are going around that it's going to go back to the West Coast. San Andreas. Uh, LA, LA setting is what they're saying. So, uh, like I said before, I think it was a few weeks ago. They already talked. I've already we talked about the rumors of this coming out very soon. So uh, here it is, and they're saying uh, that we should be expecting an announcement on it within the next two or three months. I'm telling you, man. I, I wish they would go back to Vice City. That was that was by far my favorite game in the series. I loved Vice City. Yeah, it's. I really did like Vice City. I've gone back and played it, but I just can't play it after playing um, GTA 4 so much. Well, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, like with any game. Like I, it's hard for me to go back and play anything that's older than the current generation of system. It's just, it's just, it's hard to do, man. But I think if they revamped Vice City or redid the damn thing or had a new Vice City game, I think it would sell well because just the whole vibe of you know, the whole Miami, to me, was awesome. Yeah, I'm looking at IGN's Best of Comic-Con 2010. Uh, they've already announced that the best movie are the Marvel movies, of course, with runners-up. Whoop. I just saw it. Where? Yep, you were right. Mark, Mark Ruffalo is going to be the Hulk. Oh, yay. I'm so not excited. But uh, the entire cast, let me go through this right quick. Uh, we've got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Chris Evans as Captain America. And if you don't know who Chris Evans is, he played... Uh... Oh, crap. He actually oh, stole the movie in the Fantastic yeah. Four series. He played Johnny Storm. Yeah, he, he played uh, the flame guy. I can't remember the name off the top of my head now. That's great. <laughs> the flame guy. You sound like you're talking about some fag. We're talking about Johnny Storm, the Human Torch. Human Torch. There we go. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll pass my geek card in at next at the next turn. No, oh, no, um, you, you still got geek cred. Trust me, it, it's all good. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth as Thor, uh, Clark Gregg as Shield Agent Coulson, and newcomers Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk and Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. They all walked out on the stage, and then they were jo- joined by the man himself, Josh Whedon. Well, if you don't know who Jeremy Renner is, wasn't he the guy that was just in the Hurt Locker? 
Yes, I believe he was. Uh, it's been a while since I've heard that name, actually. So. Yeah, that's that's Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Um, the runners-up for that were Tron Legacy, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, and Sucker Punch. Oh, Cowboys and Aliens, from what I heard, sounds fucking phenomenal. Where else are you going to have James Bond, Daniel Craig, and Han Solo, Harrison Ford, in one movie together? This is the first time I've even heard anything about it. Well, apparently there was a there was a little trailer thing that they put together. They did they actually did a scene from the movie. Um, this was a comic book series, I do believe, but it's mm-hmm. it's going to be directed, of course, by um, by Iron Man two director or Iron Man and Iron Man two John Favreau, who does a lot of good movies, quite frankly. And from what I can tell, this sounds like it's going to be an epic movie. So, uh, Cowboys and Aliens sounds like it's going to be a hit next year. I think it comes out July twenty ninth, two thousand eleven. You are right. Of course I am. I'm JJ. It's what I fucking do. Yeah, we we won't discuss that. But You're right, because um, you might get future endeavored if you disagree. Uh, also, some other news that I heard. MGM had to cancel, once again, another film. If you hadn't heard, they canceled the 23rd James Bond movie. It's been put on hiatus, possibly not happening. And they were talking about rebooting uh, RoboCop. And now that seems to be uh, not happening as well, which is a shame because I thought RoboCop back in the 80s was awesome. But to see it redone, a different, obviously, retelling of the story, a different-looking RoboCop, I think would have been phenomenal. But I guess MGM is really close to going bankrupt, guys. They, They can't even put movies together. They can't budget to make a movie, much less once it comes out and make a profit. So... It's kind of sad. One of the big studios that's been around for for a number of years is probably going to shut down real soon. They're looking for a buyer. Yeah, you're you're completely correct in the fact that they're really they're really not doing good, and um, they're really working on trying to shop out the Bond series so that we can we can have another Bond because I'm a huge <laughs> Bond fan. <laughs> I just I'm laughing because Josh says, "Thank God I didn't want RoboCop yeah. to show up in TNA and help Sting." Oh, still one of the worst moments in the history of professional wrestling back in, what was it, 1989, 90, when RoboCop came to help Sting. Oh, my God, that was abysmal. Nice one, Josh. You get get cred here. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I've... MGM is definitely on the verge of bankrupt. They're they're ship they're shopping around to find a buyer. Uh, there's a few people who are looking to buy, but um, if I was one of these major companies, if I was Sony, I'd pick up James Bond in a heartbeat. Um, pick up Sony. Uh, Sony needs to make it a exclusive to Sony. Have it on the PS3, and they'll make some money. I mean, they'll do really good with the fact that. Uh, James Bond is probably one of the biggest names in action action movies as is. So I mean, if they do, if they pick it up, they'll they'll be solid for a while. Um, the best TV show turned out to be The Walking Dead, which I'm very happy to see, uh, is going to start in October on AMC. It's looking bloody and gory, and should be an extremely good uh, good show. Um, best comic turned out to be Batman Incorporated. 
with runners-up being Mass Effect Evolution, Assassin's Creed, and Spider-Man big time. This will make Josh extremely happy. Uh, the best game came out was Marvel vs. Capcom 3, with runners-up being Halo Reach, Infamous 2, and Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. So I'm pretty sure Josh is uh, very happy about that, to see that his, his game... Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom is doing good. Uh, biggest surprise is uh, turned out to be the haunted the haunted mansion with Del Toro as the director. Um, runners up were Cowboys and Aliens, Street Fighter X Tekken, and then something that I haven't heard about yet: the Hall H stab stabbing. I'm looking this up. Apparently, a Comic-Con attendee got stabbed in the face. Yes, yes. I, I heard something about that. Uh, the report is a dispute over a seat in a packed Hall H led to assault. What leads you to stab somebody in the eye over freaking seats? I, I, I can confirm that Greg Miller was not stabbed in the face. Darn. I, I didn't say that. I did not say that. Sorry. I happen to like Greg Miller. Huh? I won't tell him you said that, Sean. Yeah, okay. Um, the best booth was Marvel, which, if that's, the, if that's their booth in the picture, that's a really cool booth because it shows a gloved hand with jewels encrusted on the hand. Uh, the oh, runners up. Hold on a second. Uh, there is actually a rumor circulating right now, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Hall H stabbing was was uh, basically it happened because New Jack was pissed he didn't get an invite to the TNA ECW reunion. Oh man, I'm really over New Jack right now. God help us with New Jack. Don't make me play the music, Sean. That's your choice. And New, um, New Jack will bust down your door and beat your ass with a trash can and then fuck you up with a toaster. He probably will, too. He will stick that toaster places you didn't know you had. And then he will look at you and say, he, he will look at you and show you his fist and say, see that? That's when I bust a bitch in the eye right there. You don't want none of that shit, Sean. Okay. Um, going on, the coolest stunt that happened was the machete taco truck. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh Machete, if you have not heard, is a grindhouse film that has Danny Trejo and Michelle Rodriguez in it. Uh, the fact that Danny Trejo is in it alone makes me want to go see the movie. Yeah, Donnie, uh, uh, yeah, Danny Trejo, Don Johnson. There's a lot of people in this movie, man. But uh, I'm I'm very looking I'm looking very happy for this. Um, apparently, the runner-up to this was David Hasselhoff's par- Parade. Right. God help us. Oh, on that note, I did actually see Predators this past week. How was it? I liked it. I liked it, believe it or not. I, I thought it was a decent movie. It was a different take on things. Uh, the rumor says, the rumor mill is saying that it looks like there will be a Predators 2. I think this one's done well enough to justify a sequel. They do have a... Um, one of the original Predators, I mean, it looks just like the uh, 1986 
original predator that stalked Arnold Schwarzenegger and his team of commandos in the jungle. And I really did like this movie. I mean, you had these different predator creatures that were bigger than the uh, the predators were used to, and they looked different in the face, but they were very vicious. I wasn't big on the uh, the animals and stuff like the the predator dogs. I thought they were kind of cheesy, but they don't last that long in the film, so it's not a big deal. Adrian Brody kind of bothered me as the main character because he talks like this the whole time through the movie, like he's Wolverine. I'm only good at two things, bub. I'm going to gut you. I mean, he exactly sounded like that, all guttural, like he thought he was Christian Bale in Batman or something. Um, Walton Goggins from The Shield, I think, almost stole the movie for me because he's such a great actor. Uh, He played a convict. And uh, Topher Grace played a doctor, and he was he was uh, definitely. I won't give any spoilers, but uh, he he was not what I expected him to be. Let's put I it want that one way. Spoiler. What did he die? Who? Topher Grace. Did he get massively maimed? <laughs> he didn't. That's what get, I want to hear. He didn't get massively maimed. No. Damn. But Danny Trejo just, was in this movie. Uh, former MMA fighter Olog Tektarov from the UFC back, I don't know, 10 years ago was in this movie. Uh, I mean, overall, I thought it was a good cast. It takes place on a predator uh, hunting ground planet, so obviously it's not on Earth. There's different species running around the jungle, you know, trying to escape the predators. Uh, it's overall, man, good movie. And what's his face? Um, Morpheus, Lawrence Fishburne. Has Lawrence a cameo Fishburne. in the movie, and he uh, he plays a survivor on the planet that's been there for like ten years, and he's crazy. So he did an excellent job. I I, I recommend the movie. Uh, I look forward to seeing how they tie it up if they do do a sequel because they left it open for a sequel. So hopefully it'll happen. Good movie. I recommend it. Two thumbs up. Well, along with that, um, Clash of the Titans came out today on DVD. Um, if you haven't had a chance, if you haven't watched that, go watch it. It's extremely good. Uh, they are doing a sequel to that. So that'll be coming out possibly 2012, 2013. So that's uh, what we're looking forward to right now. Um, other than that, there's not much else. Uh, let me bring back up IGN to see if, what uh, what else they had. I, I, I did hear something, too, about a reboot possibly for The Crow. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that or not. I really think they should leave that alone. Uh, the fact that Brandon Lee died filming that movie, uh, that's to me, I, I don't think they should reboot The Crow. Leave it alone. Uh, Josh and I are on the same page on that one. Um, before we continue, the the last thing that they have on the best of Comic-Con 2010 is best cosplay. Um, you want to take a guess of what it happens to be? Because it, it's hilarious. I have no idea. It's BP versus Aquaman. And it shows a uh, guy in a suit and tie with a beefy hard hat with the little sunshine on the side. And right next to him is a guy in an Aquaman suit that has oil. He's covered in oil. He's got blood on him. And he's, and he's just looking at him and like, really? Can somebody really? Photoshop that and maybe put John Cena's face in there? We can. He's like, I'll, put, I'll post a picture in chat. Okay. That'd be oh, great. Yeah, that's just a great picture. No, that, that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, that's what we get from Comic-Con every year. It's always great. There's the picture if anybody wants to see it. It's in the chat room. 
for anybody to look at it. But um, as far as news goes, that's all I've got. Um, like I said, StarCraft 2 review next Tuesday after I get a chance to play through it a little bit more. But uh, like I said, it's a buy no matter what I say. I'm just going to say that now. It's a buy. Very cool. Um, if you'll give me a second, I'll probably go ahead and play this, even though we're a little behind on it. You actually did put together the EFED recap. And unfortunately, the newest one has come out before I've, I've put this up. So we'll go ahead and uh, kind of get people caught up on what happened last time and then kind of bring people up to speed on what has happened since then. Uh, let me just pull this up here. Da, 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 da. Talk amongst yeah, yourselves. Yeah, this this was um, I did this before JJ put up the newest one. So this is for episode two, uh, which was two weeks ago, uh, one or two weeks ago. Um, this was basically when I'll go ahead and say this: Josh and Daryl O'Connor fought for number one number one contendership. Um, I'll, I'll have the newest one done by this weekend. Hopefully I have to work on Sunday, but it should be done this weekend and should be ready to go on Monday. Well, so, actually it wasn't, they were fighting for the number one contendership because Josh is actually the champion. Well, he's, they were fighting for Derek Connor's chance to face Josh when, for the title at the bash. Bingo. And here in its entirety, ladies and gentlemen, the SCW recap, the first ever one, Sean did this last week. So after this, we'll get you caught up to what's happened since that point, and I'll give you a brief update on what's going to happen in the very near future with the upcoming Bash FPV just around the corner. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Sensational Sean right here with you on a new segment called the SCW Recap that we will be bringing to you every time a new SCW show is uploaded. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, first up is JJ is in the ring with the Canadian Horseman behind him talking about the current heavyweight title situation with the fact that there is no number one contender. JJ then names the Canadian Horseman as number one contender and makes a match at the bash with Santo Loco going against Canadian Horseman for the title. Up next is Canadian Horseman cutting a promo saying how he will take the title from Santo Loco and run the SCW alongside JJ. Next up is a match, a first match for a new debut. Uh, Hollywood is going against the Extreme King. Hollywood comes out to a very Morrison-esque intro, very well done in my opinion. In the beginning of the match, Hollywood performed a beautiful axe kick that is something to definitely watch out for for any of his opponents. And unlike Vince McMahon, we allow chops in the corners as Hollywood chops up Extreme King's chest. After a great set of reversals, Extreme King gets the upper hand with a kick to the chest. Hollywood then brings it back up and brings it back into his favor, picking up a win. Not only his first win, but his debut win. And not only getting a win, but he bloodies up Extreme King at the same time. It was a very good match. Hollywood is definitely an up-and-comer in the ranks of SCW. Up next, the BOE is making their way down. with J As the J-Con, Josh Peger has a mic in his hands. Josh then says that the BOE is now better than ever, having dropped the dead weight. Josh then makes the claim that he and the power Andy Knowles will pick up another set of belts, the tag team titles. But Josh is interrupted by the straight-edge cyberstar Darrow Connor, who starts his opening line with the words, Hey, fella. O'Connor challenges 
Josh to a IC title match, but Josh changes it up by saying Dara is not even in his league. But that's at night in the main event. It will be Josh against Dara, and if Dara can win, he gets a shot at the IC title at the Bash. Our next match is a tag match to determine the number one contenders to the Loose Cannons tag team titles. Out first is the Brotherhood going against the IRA in a match that definitely has to be watched due to its intensity. Uh, the IRA pulls out a win by a submission with the Dragon Sleeper. After the match, Evan O'Brien cuts a promo on how they are looking to take the tag team titles and take over the SCW. Next is a promo set by myself, the Angel of Azrael, as I talk about how Father Azazel used cheap tactics to destroy my chance at the World Heavyweight title. I then challenge Father Azazel to a Inferno match at the Bash. Father Azazel and his crew of the Dark Carnival then attack me from behind, leaving me in the ring. But before leaving the ring, they accept my challenge, and it is on for the Bash between me and Father Azazel in an Inferno match. Next up, we we then go to the back to see Don Juan finding San, Santo Loco laid out in the locker room. But before going back to the ring, Santo lets Don know who took him out by saying two words. It was a horseman. So it turns out that the horseman laid out Santo Loco. Up next is our main event of Darrow O'Connor trying to gain an icy title shot by taking on the J-Con Josh Pedra and what had to be one of the most intense matches to date. Darrow O'Connor implemented his entire submission arsenal, which in the end helped him to gain a pinfall after an extreme, jar, extremely jarring Celtic cross. And Darrow has, has, and, and Dara has earned an icy title shot at the bash, and that ends this week's SCW Cyberstars. But first, before I leave you, we're going to go into a little rumor, a few rumors that have been popping up every, every, everywhere, basically. Uh, the first rumor is Don Juan was seen in the locker room yelling and looking for the horseman. So it looks like Don is looking for a little revenge on what the horseman did to Santo Loco. So, horseman, you may want to watch out for yourself. Another little bit, little bit of rumor going around that the not everything is comfy in the Brotherhood. Um, apparently, somebody is not happy with the way things are going down. So we'll definitely have to see what comes out of this situation with the Brotherhood. New rumor came out of the tapings for the new Cyberstars. Apparently, somebody big is coming back to to the SCW. And he is definitely looking to make an impact at the next Cyberstar, supposedly. So we'll be watching out for that. Um, the Bash is definitely setting up to be an extremely good show. We're starting out with three matches already announced. As we have... Oh, excuse me. Four matches. As I have just been updated with a new one. We have the IRA going against the Loose Cannons for the tag team titles. We have Father Azazel and myself, the Angel of Azrael, going into... An inferno match to determine who has the rightful place, as I will be sending Father Azazel to the pits of hell. Um, we have the Canadian Horseman going against Santo Loco in a World Heavyweight title match. And we also have Josh Pedra going against Dara O'Connor for the Intercontinental Championship. Well, I thank you all for joining me, and definitely stay tuned for the show. Uh, Definitely have a great one, guys. This has been the Sensational Sean, and I thank you guys for listening. Peace.
All right, Sean, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that was the update that you had for last week. Of course, obviously, we've had some new developments. We had a new show uh, that debuted last night that was the follow-up to that, Episode 3, in which we saw a bunch of interesting things. We saw the debut of Trent Phoenix. You know him as the half-mage in the chat. So a successful debut on uh, on Trent Phoenix's behalf. We saw that the Board of Education beefed up their numbers. It's no longer just Andy Knowles, Mr. V, and Josh Pedra. They have added the likes of Kyle Corvon and the Hef to their numbers. So this looks like, uh, you know, the Brotherhood is wanting to continue this feud with the Board of Education. Well, with with the Board of Education beefing up their numbers, I mean, this is the strongest that they've been since the Board of Education has been around. I mean, you know, Killer Kyle Corvon still undefeated in SCW. The Hef is no slouch either, a former Intercontinental Champion in another federation. So uh, two former champions, who knows what's going to happen. But it looks like there will be a three-on-three war between the Brotherhood and the Board of Education at the Bash. See, also, what else happened on this particular show? We know now that the um, One Man X will be facing Latino 718 in a Falls Count Anywhere match at the Bash pay-per-view. He beats Mace for the number one contendership to the Hardcore Championship. Now, it is true there is a 24-7 rule on the Hardcore title, but it seems like a lot of the guys are taking the um, honorable route and making their challenges known rather than attacking from the back. But at any time, you could see that. So don't think that that's out the window. Uh, let's see. What else happened? I think that's all the, the major things that happened, if I'm not mistaken, Yeah, Sean. let's not skirt the issue on this one, JJ. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I'll claim it now. But I am pulling up the final episode, part six, and the first thing I see is you coming out with a man named Hernandez taking out Don Juan. Now, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that is right. Uh, Don Juan wanted revenge on the Canadian horseman for what happened to poor little Santo Loco uh, last week on that episode of, uh, of Cyber Stars. Well, the bottom line is Don Juan stuck his nose in my business, and I felt the need to take care of him. And that's all that needs to be said. Unfortunately, on my behalf, I am no longer the official power in SCW, as I do still retain ownership of the company. Thanks to the returning JSK, I have been stripped of my power by the board of directors of SCW. And the new general manager is now JSFNK. Well, at least something finally happened. Yeah, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet, but uh, we'll see what happens from here. I ain't done by a long shot, motherfuckers. I ain't done by a long shot. So I guess... Yeah, that's, that's what they were saying about Old Yeller before they took him out back. That's what they're going to say about you before I fire you from the program. <laughs> so, uh, I will tell you now... This is the so far the official card for the Bash pay-per-view. Now, don't get me wrong here. Uh, there's a lot of people that are not going to be on this pay-per-view. 
If you are not on the pay-per-view, you will be on the show after the pay-per-view. I mean, I do have a roster of about, you know, over 30 people, so bear with me. It's kind of hard to book everybody at once. But the official card so far, we've got a hardcore championship match, one man X and Latino 718, falls count anywhere. We've got a three-on-three elimination tag team war, the Board of Education versus the Brotherhood. Uh, representing the Board of Education will be the Power Andy Knowles, the Hef and Kyle Corvon. Taking on the team of uh, Randy McWilliams, Jay Cash, and newest member Trent Phoenix. We also have a Steel Cage Loser Leaves Town match. As most of you know, Flair 16 Time and Shin Sensei uh, split up after Unforgiven. Uh, Flair 16 Time has been on vacation for a while. This is the final bout as as i said loser leaves town in the steel cage so one of these men will be gone from scw forever uh world tag team championships the ira patrick hooligan evan o'brien will be taking on the loose cannons the world tag team champions pillman nine millimeter and zach clark inferno match the angel of osriel taking on father azizel that's right Intercontinental Championship matchup. Dara O'Connor gets the shot against the reigning J-Con. Uh, triple threat main event, ladies and gentlemen. Canadian Horseman versus the Trey Dog versus Santo Loco for the World Heavyweight Championship. And so far, this is the card. I might throw one or two small matches in to fill the card up, but, I mean, this is going to be a pretty big card. A lot of work going into it. So, again, if you're not on the FPV, don't sweat it. You're still going to be in the Fed. We're still going to work through it. If you're not on the what? The FPV? Free preview. Okay. I was like, what in the world is JJ making names up for? It's been there a while, man. Okay. I've, heck, if, I, if I've seen it. But who knows? But we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm still I'm managing my own group now, that consists of the Canadian Horseman and Hernandez, and of course we are the elite. So, don't cross my path. I might not be in power right now, but don't cross my path. With that said, I guess we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines and take calls from you guys before we wrap this thing up. You can reach me at five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Talk eFed wrestling, video gaming, whatever you want to talk about. We're here, so. Definitely give us a call, 501-588-7957. You can talk now. Yay. Or or, or are you sticking your dick back in the computer? What, what are we doing here? No, I'm looking at some uh, some stuff online, just catching up on some news that I haven't been able to catch up on some work emails, too, that I haven't been able to since I took yesterday off. I see. Well, I tell you what, you do that. Oh. You do that, and I, I'll take this call. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey, it's Mark, or Hollywood in the chat. Hey, Hollywood. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Not much, not much. I just, you guys all... I'm sorry? What, what's on your mind? So, so I thought I'd see what you guys are all up to. Uh, just doing a show, man. Nothing new. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. all I ever do anymore is a show. Show here, show there. <laughs> I see, I see. Everywhere, show, uh, show. <laughs> It's been interesting bunch of shows lately, so, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think actually I'll be taping an episode of uh, the Elite Force podcast with William Walkie Walkerson this week. So I'm all over the place. Walkie. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, it does seem like that here. And we got like Wrestling News Live, News Live on Monday. I'm plugged on Tuesday, then you're producing the rest of the week. So, yeah, you're pretty busy. They got EFED and everything else. Yeah, I've, I've actually got to tape uh, the newest episode of MMA Now tomorrow night. So, yeah, busy week for me. Yeah. Thank God there's no Sunday night showdown on Sunday. Yeah, that would kind of complicate stuff. But, yeah, it does seem pretty, things are pretty cool going on right now. Lost of guests came out of Comic-Con and everything else, so, yeah. No, that's true. But yeah, man. I did. I did get a chance to watch the fight. It looked pretty. It looked pretty good this week on the episodes. I mean, a lot of good stuff came out of it. I think. I think the Bash pay per view is going to be. Uh, excuse me, the FPV is going to be really good. I'll be watching it. Yeah, I probably have to be. My character will probably just have to be in the audience looking around for competition. Absolutely. I mean, I, I may mean, have to stick in if I can. So you never know. Uh, you you may do a run in. You never know. I just may have to. <laughs> Stranger things. JJ at the Helms booking, there's no telling what's going to happen. Yeah. The, the whole the whole crowd could light on fire all of a sudden, and JJ would be standing there like, I told you, don't cross the boss. Well, then I'd be like yeah. the evil Mr. McMahon. I'm just burning people now. That's, that's awful, Sean. What the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> You're good for it, though. Maybe I could just, maybe I could hire everybody and then fire them five seconds later. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would Sounds be familiar. cool, you know. I mean, I still never got a paycheck from the WWE when they do that to us, so, you know. I'm still waiting on that. Yeah, see, I, I still put on my resumes when I apply for jobs that I used to work for the WWE because there was that five-second period when I was hired by Vince McMahon and he fired me, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Still pretty bummed about that, Well, yeah, too. you guys had a really interesting debate last night in wrestling. Is why I, was, I, I loved that. That was just great. Oh, yeah, me, me and the trade dog, we're like oil and water. It's fun. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I like I love the heated debates. I mean, that's always you know makes good for you know, you know, uh, uh, radio and everything else. Well, it does make for interesting discussion. I I don't like being one of those people that's a yes man to somebody else and agrees with everything they say. I mean, I I have my own opinion, and obviously Trey has his own opinions. And you know, if if we agree on something, it's rare, but it happens. But uh, I like the vibe of that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're you're on your gap sitting here, you're both you're kind of the yin to each other's yang, so that that kinda of works. No, I, I would agree with that. I I uh you know, I've known Trey for a long time. We go way back, so it it's kinda of nice to finally uh you know, to see me and him hosting this show and, and doing it justice. Wow. Yes. But, yeah. I agree with that. It is gonna be an interesting pay per view for TNA. I mean, I hope this does not become a habit where they do do end up coming with new pro- new defunct promotion shows after this. Because if they do, I mean, they might as well just fire their roster. I mean, might as well just tell Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and well, you guys, well, thanks for coming, bye bye. Well, half the roster as is is from a defunct uh, brand as is. I mean, you've got half your roster is from WCW. Half your roster, uh, quarter of your roster is from ECW. I mean, just look at the roster and see how many more are from some other company that died along the way. 
Yeah. And you got guys who just kind of flunked out of the WWE or people who couldn't make it, you know, anywhere else. So, so they could, you know. They're, I mean, they have. I mean, yes, and TNA has a great talent. But they just don't know what the hell to do what they're doing with it. Well, and, and they have talent that the WWE dropped the ball on. I. I'm still a big uh, proponent for Elijah Burke. Uh, I mean, I, I like the Angelo De Niro character. I really think they dropped the ball in letting him go because he's got oh, I know. so much charisma, and it just sucks to see him kind of like he could be a big draw for TNA. I, I think he could. It, you know, he's obviously showed he's over with the crowd, and I, I just, I would like to see this company do something that's going to put them on top, or at least. Do better shows. I'm just. I, I just don't understand the direction that they're going in right now. Again, maybe well, in that, maybe in December the AWA will get in hold of them and they'll do the AWA one night stand or something. Oh, well, it's know. not. Well, maybe they'll even go with that. Maybe they'll have an old NWA. Maybe they'll have Wildfire Tommy Rich come back or all these other guys, you know, from the ABs and just you know have this one big old honky tonk man, Greg Hammer Valentine, all this other stuff. You know, we'll call it Botchamania. It's running wild. Or, or here's another idea that that's you've just put a great idea in my head. Ric Flair is there. I mean, how many times was well, he the was he the NWA champion? Maybe Ric Flair could go to Dixie Carter and say, "You know what? The last time I was in the NWA, it left a bad taste in my mouth." Dixie, I think I, I want one more time with the NWA. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I think we beat well, this. If TNA really wants to do a great cross promotion pay per view. You know, the best way to do that, go to Ring of Honor. I mean, you know, Jim Cornette will have a tit fit, but if you can get something to do with Ring of Honor, I mean, could you imagine having a Four Corners tag team match with the Motor City Machine Guns, Beer Money, the Kings of Wrestling, and, you know, the Briscoe Brothers? That would sell, I mean, that wildfire. I mean, you could not book that any better. Or even have, like, Austin Aries versus AJ Styles or, you know, I mean, you know, because like all the guys that are in here, you know, also from Ring of Honor. So I mean, that would be a great pay per view. The only thing is, I don't see that happening again with Jim Cornette. Oh, I don't think it would. Oh, I know because Jim Cornette would have a pick fit, you know. But if they could do that, would be so great. I mean, they want to do a cross promotion pay per view. That's the kind of cross promotion pay per view they should be doing. Well, you know, I mean, early on TNA had cross promotion with obviously Ring of Honor, but that obviously fell through as they wanted to keep all the stars and not let them work Ring of Honor. And, again, with Cornette working for that company now and really having a creative input, there's no way in hell. If anything, I would like to see Ring of Honor kind of rise up on its own and do something. I think it will because after TNA gets, Casey Carter gets so frustrated with what to do with the company and she just sells it off. I mean, she, you know, they talk about Paul Heyman. You know what Casey Carter, she just really do. After she gets frustrated, she just felt that Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman just take that money, go to Zufa who runs UFC, Say guys, I am terrible with money, but I have this paper you now. I have this company now. Run it for me. I will be the captain of the ship. All you have to do is take care of the financial and the promotions. I'll take care of everything, care of everything else, and be fine. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Well, I know it won't happen, but it'd be great if it did because you know that would actually keep TNA alive, and they'd be great because they could still stay on Spike TV and everything else. <laughs> I'm just no, no, I see TNA in the next five years being part of the Nick Fortune. So, well, it might be. I mean, he does have that uh, that wrestling network that he's bringing out probably next year. So, when that happens, he's obviously going to need content to fill. If TNA just continues to 
have abysmal pay-per-view buy rates, then we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know at this point. I, I try to be positive. I want to see them succeed, but I just don't get it. Oh, so do I, but I am kind of at that point where it's like, okay, well, here's another TMA show. Here's another TMA PPG. They have their good points. I mean, it will give them credit for having their, their good points, but, I mean, right now, if there's a scale, their good points are on one side, that's kind of like, going up and their bad points are kind of going down and they're kind of weighing it down. True that. Well, Mark, is there anything else before we kind of wrap things up? Yeah, one last thing. Uh, here soon in September, I'm going to start going to video game design school. Oh, that's awesome. Maybe down the road in September, I'm going to start going to video game design school. Maybe down the road, after I get good at it, I'm going to have to make, me a video, make, make you guys a video game for the EFED. Honestly, that would be great. I have such, I have so many ideas that I want to implement into a video game. Like, I, I would, I would even want to have like a referee that you could choose the type of referee. Whether it was, uh, you know, whether it was the referee that is so anal about every call and kind of watches the match and makes sure that you don't break like any a rules. Referee. Yeah, or a guy that is kind of like the blind referee that doesn't see anything that happens in the match. I'd love to have a wrestling game where you can kind of have total customization. That's the kind of wrestling game I want to make. That's where you can sit there and create the arena. You can create the wrestlers. You can create the logos. You can create every little thing on there. You have total, complete control of how it goes. Yeah. That's the kind of game I'm going to... That's what I might end up doing for my first game. That'd be awesome, man. If there's anything I can... When, when you get to that point, let me know. I'll throw all kinds of ideas on I will. You. I will. I'll keep you informed. That's awesome, right now, though, man. I'm just looking for colleges, but I think I'm going looking. I'm gonna start looking into the variety. I got to give them a call tomorrow. So. Oh man, that's that's awesome, man. I wish you luck on that. That's that's fucking great. Thank you very much. No problem, man. But that's yeah. I'll let you guys go, and you have a great rest of the show, and take care. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later, dude. Yep. But, bye. Oh man, that that's awesome, man! I wish I could fucking do that. I would love to go to video game school and like put my own games together. It's still possible you could do it. Uh, Devry has a good online program. I might check into that. I might. Yeah. Um. By the way, um, and I think you were about to mention it during the during the talk, but uh, Josh just finished his picture. <laughs> uh, Great. If you get a chance, we want to take a look at it. I'll uh, send you the link on Skype. So you can take a look because it is very hilarious. Well, I'll have to look at it after the show because if I if I go to do it, who knows what could happen? So everything's been everything's been running fine tonight. I don't want to take any chances. Yeah, it, it has, and so definitely don't want to take any no bad chances tonight. So I think I'll take one or two more calls. You can give me a call right at five zero one five eight eight seven nine five seven. Give your thoughts on the E-Fed, professional wrestling, video gaming, whatever suits your fancy, right here on Unplugged. Yep. Yep, that's the best you got. Yep. 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 Really? <laughs> I'm reading work email, so give me a give me a break for a second. So unprofessional. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? I've got to answer something. Okay, we're showing Iron Man at work, and they're asking us to get the movie back to him by the next day. And I told the girl that she has to come and get it because I don't, I don't think we'll have time to get it to her by Saturday. 
Really? So she has to come and get Iron Man 2 from us, which does not come out till September 29th, and I'm very happy about that because we get to show it first. It's awesome. That's incredible. With that said, I do believe we have a caller on the line. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hello? Hello. All right. Is it working? It's working now. Hello? Hello. We can hear you. All right. All right. This is the one and only writer of the Sun City Smackdown on from Headlocks to Headlines.com, Randy McWilliams, joining Unplugged. I think it's been a long time, but oh well. It has been a while. finally on here. Yeah, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah. All right, thank you. So what's on your your mind tonight, Randy? Hello? I think we lost Randy. (laughs) (laughs) I think Randy was having problems as is. Uh, He said... The stream was running a little weird for him, so I think his, he may be having computer problems at the same time. That that could happen. It, it's, it's not Skyping, guys. It's not Skyping. It's his computer. Unless I just got dropped. You didn't get dropped. You're still here. Okay. For the moment. Away. I'm just I'm I'm like getting rid of these calls that have come and gone. Okay. I was like I heard the beep. No. No, it's all good. But I'll, I'll, I'll give Randy a chance to... i using my laptop to... tonight, though. Oh, are you? Yeah, so I, I don't know if that's what's doing better for me, because i got StarCraft II running on the desktop, and I've got uh, the laptop running with uh, just the basic Sunday Night Showdown webpage and Skype. Hmm. Well, I thought Randy was going to call back in. I guess not. So... Again, I'll take one or two more calls, and then we're out of here. 501-588-7957. Pro wrestling, video gaming, eFed, you name it, we talk it. It's what we do. That's right. It's what we do, bitches. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Uh, What's up, man? It's the Mage. What's up? Ah, Mage in the house. What's going on, brother? Uh, not much, bro. Just trying to live my life. That's what we're all trying to do, man. Mm-hmm. Some yeah, more prominent than others. What was that, man? I said some of us are doing it more prominent than others, but some of us are having problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just recently found that I have to have surgery Friday, so... Who knows if I'll get to when I'll get to watch the bash pay per view on the East Side, but you know, I'm gonna you know, just try to make it, man. What's going on, man? It sounds pretty serious. Yeah, I have a yeah, I have a hernia in my my like in the middle of my chest, dude. I don't know how I got it or anything like that, but they're gonna have to cut you know cut it out and you know, get you know, take care of it. That sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Hernie ain't nothing to fuck yeah, with. I'm... Yeah, I know. That's what my doctor told me. He literally told me a hernia is nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Don't figure a doctor saying. Yeah, your doctor's a wise man. Mm. Well, I really just called to talk a little bit of E-Fan real quick. All right, man. Shoot. You know I debuted this week. I showed Sean, uh... Sean Waltman, what's what, you know? Just want to let put the whole ethan on notice. I'm here. 
I'm faster than everybody. I'm better than everybody. And I fuck better bitches than everybody in the E-Fed does. I'm here to wow. take over. I'm a future world heavyweight champion, bro. I've been doing this in other companies for over three years. I've held over 50 pieces of championship gold in my whole career. So let's just say this, E-Fed. You've officially been put on notice. The street messiah is here. Very nice, Mage. Way to put everybody on notice. Yeah, if yep, you're putting me on notice, it. you just watch yourself, brother, because as soon as I'm done with Father Zazel and his Dark Carnival, I may come gunning for you. So you need to watch yourself. Oh, wow, Sean. Did you have to go there? Yeah, I did. Because you no one see, puts me on notice. Well, you've been put on notice, son. We can do it after the bash, whenever. JJ can make it happen. Let's do it. Well, we'll see about that, man. That's awesome. <laughs> making making connections and matches at the same time. Gotta love it. Yeah. Well, Mage, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to hear about the hernia, man. I wish you the best of luck. And kind of keep in touch and let me know what's going on with that, man. You'll, you'll be in my thoughts and prayers, man, because, again, a hernia ain't nothing to fuck with, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. I'll let, if I'm in the chat room on Monday, you know I'm fine. Okay? But dog said, a hernia, this is not going to be like a complicated surgery or anything like that. So he said, if everything goes well, I should be out by Saturday, Saturday afternoon, you know, evening, somewhere in that. But if I'm capable of getting on for Wrestling News Live on a Monday, I will definitely be here. Well, that's awesome, man. I, I wish you the best of luck on that. So, uh, hate to hear that, though. All right. All right yep, good man. luck, dude. All right, Mage. We'll talk to you soon, All right. man. All right. Peace. All right. So, I think, actually, Randy was trying to call back in. I don't know. Perhaps. Somebody just called. So, I'm taking one more call. So, uh, if you got something you want to talk about, 501-588-7957. And then uh, we're going to stick a fork in Sean because I'm done. Wow. Well, you've never heard that terminology before? Is that something new? No, I've heard it. I just didn't expect you to say it about me. <sighs> well, what the hell? I'm in a mood. It's what I do, Sean. It's just Yeah, me. you were in a mood last night, too. I heard all that after I got home from Midnight Sale, which I, I think we should talk about for a second. Okay. Um, get, went to GameStop last night for the midnight sale of uh, StarCraft Two. As a few people know, um, had a hundred and twenty people there in a small GameStop. Um, about eleven of us bought the collector's editions, which were a hundred dollars. The others were fifty nine, fifty dollars a piece. I mean, Blizzard alone made close to six thousand, seven thousand dollars just with the Camp Lejeune store last night. Um. A lot of Marines there checking out the game, getting the game. They uh, they gave away a collector's edition of the strategy guide, and then they gave away a collector's edition of the game itself. Uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of fun guys to talk to. A lot of guys that were waiting on the game since uh, since Brood War came out 12 years ago. So I mean, it was definitely a great night, and I've already. Um, I've already been written down that I'll be there for the Halo Reach 
release in September. So it's going to be a lot of fun coming up. So uh, we've got a lot of good reviews coming up for Unplugged in the next uh, next few months. Uh, I've got Halo Reach, got Civilization Five, I've got uh, what else is there? Dead Rising Two. There's a few others I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, Force Unleashed Two, uh, SmackDown vs Raw 2011. So um, there'll be a lot of good good reviews coming out uh, in the next few uh few months so definitely pay attention to what we got going on and and just to be uh letting everybody know in october when smackdown versus raw 2011 comes out i will be starting to put together the roster starting in january we're going to switch over to 2011 but i'm going to continue out with uh, 2010 till the end of the year so the first pay-per-view 2011 will be implemented with would be Obviously, the Royal Rumble, and I'm still in the process right now of trying to figure out my plans for the EFED because uh, I really, with all the work that I'm putting into it, I'm looking at possibly making that a pay feature because it's a lot of fucking work. A lot. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't wait to see what you got. So we'll, we'll see. And I think the, the SmackDown 2011 is going to be probably the premier model to actually have this EFED on with everything I've read about it. I can't wait to see how this, this plays out. Yeah, definitely can't wait because, uh, you, you, you do a great job as is. I mean, you did a great job at the other place. You do a great job at this one. So, I mean, it's definitely a lot of fun to see what you got. There was another place. Now let's don't talk about that. Yeah. On that note, I think we're going to end the show for tonight. I'm kind of getting tired. I got things to do. So, uh, you know, and you guys have had over two hours, so it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> With that said, Sean, any final words, man? Uh, next week, StarCraft Two review. Uh, if I can pull myself away, we'll actually do the review. Um, I'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. On that note, uh, stay tuned this Friday for another episode of MMA Now. Of course, it will be archived on the site SundayNightShowdown.com. Saturday, we should have two archives up. Uh, the Power Andy Knowles returns with another edition of the Pro Wrestling Rewind. I love Andy to death. He's a good friend of mine, but we don't necessarily endorse all of Andy's ideas right here on the SNS Radio Network. He is the master of his own destiny at times. Um, also on Saturday, there will be another edition of World Wrestling Revolution our new broadcast partners from Dublin, Ireland. Definitely stay tuned for that. Sunday, there is no Sunday Night Showdown. So after that, the next show will be Wrestling News Live next week after Monday Night Raw. And that is what you can expect this week on the SNS Radio Network. I'm JJ Sexay. He's the Sensational Sean. And you've just been unplugged. Peace. As for me, I'm sitting here completely naked after my bath. I'm just going to enjoy this waterlogged steak. After that, I'm going to polish off an entire bottle of vodka in less than 20 minutes, and then hit the town and punch out street lamps with a bat. I'm going to hopefully sleep with the first person I meet. I hope you do the same, even if you're a child or a recovering alcoholic or an elderly person. you got to live life, huh? Does that sound good? Great.
Now you do me a favor. You stay classy and give me a call sometime. I'm at 646-424-9166. Hope to talk to you real soon. Goodbye. Down into the blue felt the wind hit my face Before my chute opened I felt my heart race I was falling Oh, but that's just falling Off the coast of Australia I dove way down deep For all that I saw That great barrier reef It was nothing Compared to you Nothing. I got lightning in my veins and thunder in my chest I'm tangled up with you, you're trying to catch my breath I've been chasing that sensation halfway around the world And looking back on what we have Well I've done it all and I've seen it all But I can't find a feeling like that In some town in Spain, running with the bulls Trying to catch another thrill with a thousand other fools And we were running That's just running When I started pushing 30, it started pushing back Well, how was I know till now that you'd be such a hard act to follow now nothing seems to follow I got lightning in my veins And thunder in my chest I'm tangled up with you I'm Trying to catch my breath I've been chasing that sensation Halfway around the world And looking back On what we had well, I've done it all and I've seen it all But I can't find a feeling like that At midnight with your eyes closed and the headlights off Girl, I've been searching everywhere Can't find that feeling anywhere You're all I want Now all I want Is that lightning in my veins And thunder in my chest All tangled up with you I'm trying to catch my breath I've been chasing that sensation Halfway around the world and looking back what we have Well I've done it all I've seen it all But I can't find a feeling like that That's right I've done it all I've seen it all But I can't find a feeling like that <laughs>